you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier, and I'm pleased to be welcoming today's three special guests on our show to discuss how the ISV ecosystem has been impacted, COVID-19, and what vendors have been doing to support their partners. So from a vendor side, I'd like to welcome Michel Orinaki, who is head of ISVs at Sage in the UK. So welcome to the show, Michel. Hi, nice to meet you today and be on the show. Thanks for having us on. Pleasure. And from the ISV side, we are welcoming Michael Ford, founder and CEO and Castaway Forecasting, and Steve Jemot, sales manager at Sycon. Welcome to the show, Michael and Steve. Hi, Ray. How are you? Thank you. Very, very good, guys. Very good. So, so before we get going, I always ask my guests to introduce themselves. Some of them take five minutes. Some of them took one minute. Can I ask you to just take 10, 15, 30 seconds to just introduce yourself briefly, I guess your role, but also in, in a couple of sentences, tell us what your respective companies are doing. Should we start with you, Michelle? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so my name's um, Michelle Okaneki and I head up ISVs for Sage in the UK. Um, Sage is a market leader for technology that provides small and medium businesses with visibility, flexibility and efficiency to manage finance operations and people. Our ISV ecosystem really plays a key part in this as well. Um, we've, got, we've got a really wide ecosystem of ISVs that we curate, integrate with our products, validate the integration um, and, then, and then publish it to our, our marketplace and, and it really helps benefit our customers that are looking to extend their, their experience with Sage. Makes perfect sense. Thank you, Michelle. Michael, shall we ask you to, to, to go next? I'm Michael Ford. I'm the CEO of Castaway Forecasting. We're a small app that helps people create budgets, forecasts, and business models. Helps, we help people see into the future so they can design a better future. We take the pain out of doing uh, numbers. We are, as you can tell, Australian, but we sell Castaway all over the world and with a real uh, focus this year, particularly on the UK. Okay. Thank you, Michael. And Steve, last but not least. Save the best for last, absolutely. So my name is Steve Jamal. I'm sales manager here at Cycle. Uh, we are uh, leading freestyle ISB for Sage. In fact, we only develop for Sage, one of the core UK products, which is Sage 200. Perfect. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, thanks, guys, for your introduction. The reason why we wanted to record this episode today is because that, you know, we understand that COVID-19 has impacted a lot of businesses, but we've never really looked at the relationship between ISV and vendor. And I don't think we've been speaking enough about what measures vendors are taking to support their strategic partners. So starting with you, Michel, um, it, it would be great to understand uh, a little bit more how your ISV ecosystem looks like at Sage before we get going. How many strategic partners do you manage? Uh, how do you support your, your, your partners from a sales and marketing perspective? Um, and, and, and also, what are your general views on how the market has been affected by, by COVID-19? Yeah, sure. Um, so in the UK, our Sage ISV ecosystem spans across our entire product portfolio. Um, so we've got Sage Business Cloud Accounting, which is our entry-level cloud solution for, for startup companies, all the way through to X3, which is designed for, for customers with like manufacturing, distribution, and who have really complex operational needs. Um, and all along the portfolio, we have ISVs integrated to our various products. Um, I'd say our ISV ecosystem is really diverse as well. So we work with 
um, tech startup companies that are cloud native. Um, we work with um, some companies that regularly appear on the Gartner Magic Quadrants. Um, and then we've got long-term partners of Sage that would have integrated to our on-prem products originally and have, have kind of come on a cloud transformation journey with us as well. So it is really interesting. Um, the ISVs provide um, a vast number of solutions. We've got everything from business intelligence, forecasting, manufacturing, e-commerce, every, everything that you can really think of. And I think it makes my job really interesting dealing with so many different types of companies. Numbers wise, we've got about uh, 300 developers and ISVs in the UK. Um, of those, there's about 20 that we've got strategic um, commercial relationships in place with them. Um, so Sycon and Castaway um, are two of those. Um, with the ISVs that we've got strategic commercial relationships with our sales teams, work really closely with them, both our direct teams and also our indirect teams and uh, reseller channels. Any ISV solution that we sell, it goes to our sales people's, our sales team's quota. And I guess it really encourages them to try to have the right behavior, get to know the ISVs a lot better in the solution and understand what type of value it can really add to the customer as well. In the last six months, we've really tried to kick off ISV marketing in the UK um, with our ecosystem. Um, we've been running a lot of ISV enablement sessions to our sales teams and channel. Um, we ran a virtual customer event recently as well, where all our ISVs were there to demo and meet with the customers and kind of share their experience off the ecosystem. Um, we're building out joint customer case studies together. Um, I guess another key thing we started to do during COVID is to really um, bring our ISVs into our Sage Foundation program where we help out uh, charities in our local community. So we've been coming together online to do some charitable activity as well. And then talking a little bit about how the market's been affected during COVID. I guess at Sage, it's been really interesting. Once lockdown kind of kicked in, we took a really strong stance that we were here to support our customers. We stopped all proactive sales and marketing activity completely. A lot of our reseller channel partners and our ISVs took the same stance. We just wanted to figure out how can we help and support each other, our partners and our colleagues as well. We created a, a COVID hub. So basically it was a place for all customers and partners to go to to find out everything that was happening every day when there was a new government update coming out, our customers could log on and learn about it. And we had webinars running daily so customers could understand how government changes and the lockdown was kind of impacting their business. Yeah, we had massive turnouts. I think we had 2,000 people on one of our webinars that came once the furlough scheme was announced. So um, yeah, really, really good, good turnout. Yeah, so I, I guess we took a lot about of what we were doing with customers and, and internally with the colleagues at Sage and tried to use that with our ISV ecosystem as well. So again, like like us, all our ISVs were kind of working from home. A lot of people, some people were working by themselves, didn't really have that kind of system we had at Sage. We were all connected together. So we um, built up virtual coffee mornings and happy hours um, just to get everyone together, kind of talk about personally how we were finding things and um, how we were finding things from business perspective, how we were adapting and I guess talking a little bit about how yeah how our businesses were being impacted as well and I think that worked really well I guess we had ISVs even Steve and Michael that are on this call that they probably would never have met each other in person even at an event they maybe would have like been introduced but they would never have built the relationship that we have wow. so so I think that's really good and I guess they can talk about it a little bit more but one thing we that came out of the coffee mornings and, and from speaking to other colleagues and partners at Sage is how quickly businesses have had to accelerate their digital transformation journey um, during COVID. 
and Michael can probably cover this as well, but any for ISVs in the business intelligence and forecasting space, I, I guess they've seen that businesses and their customers have found that they've needed to be able to re-forecast daily or, or weekly yeah, or even yeah. hourly as, as new changes came out. And then we've got other customers that may have always sold uh, business to business, had never explored business to consumer. And, and that kind of switched on during COVID. So again, they had to switch everything around. They needed e-commerce, they needed warehousing, they needed distribution tools, logistical tools. So yeah, everything really, I guess, accelerated from a digital perspective. But I'm, I'm sure Stephen and Michael can, can talk a little bit more about it as well in their own perspectives. Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, it seems that you really try to, to pull the community together and to keep everyone still involved. And I think, you know, what you mentioned, if I've, if I've got to summarize and what we've seen from successful businesses now and what we see, you know, successful business owner and, and, and sales leader and marketing leader telling us is adaptation. You know, we have, yeah. had, you know, it was not business as usual. So yes, our clients may have had to reforecast, but we also had to review what we were doing, product roadmap, investment. And I think everybody has kind of done that pretty much as you said on a daily basis or weekly or monthly basis. Which I think is, is is actually quite good, you know, because it it allows you to probably get closer to each other in a way, you know. Uh, yeah. And despite the fact that we are not in person, and all the things that you've done with the the, the morning get together and all that has probably brought the community together, and people are probably eager for your next physical event to actually go and check in and have a beer together, which which I think is fantastic. And since Stephen and Michael finally <laughs> at that one, there you go. So Steve, coming back to you now. Saicon offers innovative additions and solutions for Sage customers. So technically, the larger the Sage customer base is, the better it is for you. As an exclusive Sage ISV partner, how did COVID affect your business? And what kind of support did you get at Saicon to continue growing and operating successfully? Yeah, I think, I think this is a great question. Coming into it, I think probably as everyone did, we just assumed companies were batting the hatches and sort of everything would slow down. So for us as, a, as, a, as, a, as an organization, we just come off the back of a record sales year for, 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 for us. So planning coming into before, you know, realizing it was going to affect us, we were planning great sort of extra growth and what we were going to do with the products. Of course, when it hit with that mindset of, I think companies will, will just stop spending, we actually changed the budget. So we were just going to flatline. For, for a certain number of months with things picking up. Now we had a decision to make, or not we, the directors of the business had a decision to make, should we utilize you know, the government's furlough scheme? Actually, the directors decided to use that as an investment opportunity in, in our people by not putting us on furlough, but using that time to look at our internal processes. Now as a business that traditionally, I mean, I love getting out and about. So first lockdown, <laughs> being sat behind your desk every day was, 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 was not my idea of, uh, idea of fun. Obviously got used to it now and I think it's probably gone the other way. We weren't, whilst we did web demonstration, a lot of hours was was on site. So all of a sudden we had to utilize technology. And I think that's one of the first bits where Sage very much supported and set the bar uh, using Teams calling us in. So we looked at utilizing that technology here. Now that investment, we looked at internal processes. We looked at testing of the products to make them better. But more importantly, looking at what collateral could we give to support our partners. And our partners are the same as Sage's partners, so we sell through that same ecosystem to ensure that when they came back and we started to see an upturn, that they were, they were able to hit the, ground, hit the ground running and we've given them as much collateral as possible to support those activities and for their customers. 
what actually has transpired is we are tracking last year. So that whole uh, emphasis, and I think what's happened is through the mediums that we've got through businesses, and, and again, taking the lead from Sage, whereby working and co-supporting the customers, I think directors and owners have had to look at their in, their businesses a lot closer, just as you say in the Ray, to look at their internal processes, and they've actually looked distant. So we we were instantly busy from a from a sales side of things to support support them demonstrations and how our solutions can then help them become more efficient. So I think that's so for us in terms of what's uh, how how COVID's affected, it's been slightly different. I think from a people perspective, it's been a huge impact because it's changed it's changed our lives. Yeah. But from a business side, it's helped us refocus those processes. And uh, had a mentor many years ago who they called it the business triangle. And they said, if you focus on your people, give them the training internally and uh, give them the, the, the autonomy to, to provide excellent customer service, and then your customers feel that they're valued, the number takes care of itself. And I think that's really helped us reset that. Now, second part I think, to, your, to your question was there, how has Sage supported us? Uh, firstly, is the, uh, more, the weekly coffee mornings, uh, you know, Rochelle and the team have put in. That's been, that's been fantastic because first off, you're absolutely right. Uh, I've never been to Australia, so sorry, Michael. I probably would never have uh, <laughs> never have met you. Although Sydney Harbour certainly sounds quite a marvelous, marvelous place. But so we would never have met and didn't realise, you know, the depth and breadth of that ISV community outside of the 200 arena that we that we um, play in. So having those, being able to share these stories and realise actually, it's not just our customers that are seeing that. It's also you know what Michael's seeing and and as you're, you're so you'll see when we come on to Michael, the forecasting and the insight they were able to provide what's happening with the market really helped solidify that we were doing the right things. And hopefully we've helped the other partners. And then working closely with the, the sales teams, absolutely endorsed, say, stopping proactive selling was, was the perfect thing to do. It really helped, I think, with that base. It helped promote Sage in the, in the right way as well in people's minds that it was a supportive community. And of course, we're part of that. And then we worked to uh, delay orders, you know, so working with Sage to say, well, how can we support the mutual customers? So there was a lot that, that, that happened, but yeah, it's been, I think, looking back now, the viewpoint going into the whole COVID uh, situation was uh, is very different to, to how I see it now, retrospectively. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Steve. I mean, that's, that's very useful. I mean, the, you're right. Uh, the, we kind of done the same at operatics where we said, well, we, we should just keep the revenue afloat. There is no point trying to do more, or trying to go out and selling. And we've done that for probably a month. But then what we realized very quickly is that in our, in our business, which is sales and marketing, a lot of people were actually completely confused about what to do. And they're like, well, all the events that I had planned are not happening anymore. So I've got no leads coming from that. All the partners that I had planned are not happening anymore because in the channel and maybe more in the, the more traditional channel, i.e. these three resellers, value-added reseller and all that, most of it is physical. You know, people like to go and have a beer with each other and a beer with their customer. With the ISV vendor relationship, it, it could be slightly different, but, you know, partners work well because they are in the granularity, geographical granularity, they are close to their clients. And basically, we, we completely decided to go the other way, which is, Let's have a lot of conversation. We know that we are not expecting our top line to go up now, but let's have a lot of conversation and let's speak with all those prospects, share ideas, create, not create because we already had one, but develop our community and share best practices of what people are doing and what's working, what's not working. 
And we had lots of conversations that were kind of non-revenue generating conversation. They were just like kind of, hey, this is what we see in your market. This is how we see the type of prospect that you are selling to buying. And this is a tactic that we've been using with clients or some clients have been using as a standalone without us to, to, to be successful. And that was it. You know, we'll spend 30 minutes, an hour with prospect and not get anything out of it, which is crazy if you think about it, because, you know, you obviously want to sell stuff to people. But guess what? You know, came July, came August, uh, we could not cope with the demand. And I think, you know, the, the, the team here put a post on my LinkedIn where we're speaking about 35 plus new recruits that we had to, to get on, you know, in the last four to six weeks, which is incredible. And I think all that time invested in actually having conversation, trying to help people, is, is now coming back to us where people are like, look, when I was a little bit doubting about what to do or I try some other stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Now I want to go back and I want to work with you because you seem to be an extension and you, know, you can bring that. You know, and, and I think that's, this is not something that we would have done or would have sought off without COVID-19, but definitely something that we would do more moving forward because we realize that you know, people want to buy from thought leaders and they don't just want to buy from the company that's got the best review on G2 and got the best people and the best stuff, you know, from the face of things and the best references, right? So, uh, so yes, we, we've learned our fair amount on our own. So, Michael, Castaway is a, is a standalone solution that uh, can work uh, independently as well as integrated with different technologies such, such as Sage. Um, you mentioned that Sage is one of your major partners and, and you see a lot of growth with Sage in the UK. I'm sure you're not just saying that because Michelle is on the line with us. <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> but, but we know that your solution also integrates with other vendors. So it'd be good to understand what you've seen from other vendors. Have they been, have they been you know, trying to reach out to you as much as Sage has done? Have they been trying to support you as much as you know, Steve has been explaining in terms of what he got and, and, and Michelle has been, been able to take us through? It would just be good to understand what you've seen from other vendors, any other best practices, but also maybe some of the bad stuff without naming anyone, of course. But where you see maybe people maybe not doing the right things or being a little bit clumsy in the way they've managed the relationship with you. Thank you, Ray. It's, it's, it's been a really interesting year for us. For us, 2020 was the year that we were going to break into the UK. I flew to the UK in January, spent some time around the country. We were looking to, to employ some people. We were setting up an office. We were trying to build our presence. We've been attempting to work in the UK the last four or five years, been over to trade shows and the like. But this year, 2020, was the year we were going to make the break. And then COVID hit. I came back from my trip in January and there was nothing. We couldn't employ people because we wanted to fly Australians to the UK to help build a cultural connection. And that wasn't possible. And so our entire plan for 2020 was uh, in a mess. Now, we're a forecasting piece of software. You'd think we could forecast. And the answer is we can. Forecasting is not about predicting, because I think nobody could have predicted what came in, in, uh, in 2020. Forecasting is about preparing. So as soon as COVID started to impact the world, we sat down and said, well, what do we do now? We still want to attack the UK market in a big way. Coming from Australia, that's complicated. There's a preference definitely for dealing with people on the ground in the UK. We've been talking with Sage for quite some time. So we do integrate with Sage Business Cloud Accounting. We also integrate with other tools like Xero and with, and um, so we also integrate with other tools like Xero and QuickBooks as well as Excel. So via Excel, we kind of integrate with everything. 
but we'd been talking in Sage for a while. And when I was there in, in January, we came to an, uh, an agreement. And actually, it just became for us the place we wanted to place our energy. So Sage has been strong as a partner. And actually, they opened up a pathway for us to launch hard in the UK this year without being there physically. None of the other vendors we're dealing with had that opportunity. None of them have been as proactive from our perspective as Sage have. And I'm not just saying this because Michelle's on the call either. It has been a, a market difference. And we've invested in that relationship. And I think there's been an investment back uh, from Sage as well. So my plan had been to visit the UK four times this year, January, February, March, and then May. May, we were going to a big trade show called a Countech. That's our major annual event in the UK. And suddenly, all of those, those on-the-ground opportunities were lost. We weren't able to run physical training. We weren't able to go face-to-face -face with the people uh, we would normally go face-to-face -face with because a lot of our business model has been face-to-face -face conversations with large organizations, large accounting firms, large businesses. And so we had to actually reinvent the way we sell, the way we connect to the market. And I've got to say, we couldn't have done that without the work that we've done with Sage. So in that same time, I was meant to be in the UK several times. We've done a trade show, but it was a virtual trade show. We've had introductions and worked with major accounting firms across the UK. We've sold Castaway and introduced Castaway in partnership arrangements with major accounting firms. And Sage has been there to help us through that process. Either they've introduced it through their key account managers to those, those key accounts. Or there's been situations where we've had connections already with those key accounts, but Sage has just had some additional contact, which has helped push the customer over the edge. And that's been, for us, a, a really good thing. It helps solve the problem of how do we launch, because 2020 was such an important year for us, how do we launch hard, but without actually physically being there? I, I think in any sales or marketing campaign, you need a combination of different things. We couldn't put people on the ground, but we were able to access a whole bunch of customers in the UK via the, the Sage Account Network. We've also uh, obviously been on the ISV marketplace, so we've had some some uh, some coverage via marketplace. On top of that, I think you know, echoing the, the things that the Diva said and Michelle said, being able to connect virtually with people around the world, other ISVs around the world, has been something really, really interesting. I remember sitting there one day and we were counting monkeys, mm -hmm. counting monkeys as part of the Sage Foundation program. Now, this might not sound like a strong sales activity, but actually it's an incredible opportunity through, through Sage Foundation to build connections and to have some fun with other ISV partners. And that's been nice. You know, for us around the world, going to trade shows is always fantastic for meeting customers. But one of the key things for us is meeting other ISVs other people on the same journey as us. Because actually this, this business is difficult and there's not that many people who understand how complex this business can be. And so meet, uh, trade shows has been fantastic to meet people. No trade shows this year, so no chance to meet. And yet these coffee mornings and the like have really helped that. We've created opportunities for, for, for other ISVs through these coffee meetings and, and they've created opportunities for us. One of the other things I think that's, that's coming, and, and, and uh, Ray, you mentioned this from your own business perspective, your work has turned into education. We all stopped selling hard and started educating as thought leaders. And I think that's been an amazing thing. We've, we've recognized that we can deal globally with an, with, a, with an audience from our office here in Sydney, Australia, and do it exceptionally effectively. We had to. 
because forecasting has never been more important. This year, I think forecasting is the tool that helps people build pathways through COVID. It helps create the backbone for all the conversations you need to think about strategically. And so the world's never needed more what we do. And our challenge has been how to get to the world. And I think that's been a really interesting learning this year. We, we switched quickly and it's ended up being a successful year. In fact, it's been a record year for us. We've never been busier. Congratulations. It's good, Michael. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Michael. It, 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 does, make a, it does make a lot of sense. And it's good, that, it's good to hear that you're having a record. I mean, we're also on track at the moment, but you know, we just, uh, again, we don't want to speak about record. We don't want to speak about doing too well. Uh, we, we try to keep it. We would like to put more on LinkedIn and all that. But we, we, when we see some of our businesses around us, not, not in the technology space, I think we've got lots of tech, of clients, and you know, we, we're really happy about that. We are in the right space, I think, all of us. You know, the technology space. You guys are in forecasting, finance. You still need that. This is backbones of organization. We've got lots of clients who are in infrastructure, security. Well, guess what? The hackers are not stopping. They're still going really hard. In fact, they are going harder. They probably have more time in their hands working from their bedroom, wherever else in the, in the world. So, you know, I think our, our clients have not really seen a, a lack of activity or lack of interest. It's more the, the fluctuation in terms of um, who is doing what. Are you speaking to a company? Would the budget be pulled out at the last minute? And, you know, it's, it's the uncertainty that I think is the issue. And I think we, I've been speaking with quite a few people, even like uh, private equity firms and VCs that we, we, we work with. And I think we all agree that, you know, now we know what the uncertainty look like, you know, but I remember when uh, Donald Trump was kind of saying, well, you know, should we, yeah, you can go to work, you can go to work. Boris Johnson was also a good one in the UK where I live. Well, you know, I was listening to the, the thing at 6 p.m. I said, well, what did he say? Looked at my words. He didn't say that we should go to work tomorrow. Am I not supposed to go to work? What's going on? And he was like, well, you should, you could, but it's not a you must or you can't. You know, it, and, and it's, it's, it was, I think that's built up a lot of uncertainty. And then we saw that the lockdown would be three weeks, four weeks, and then it ended up being two months. And I think as, well, a bit more than that, actually, but as we got into, into June, people started to say, hey, and we started to call it the new normal. Right, which is now a boring term. It's not cool anymore. But you know, I, I do really believe that now we know what the uncertainty looks like, and I do believe that even if there is another lockdown, uh, which could happen because if it spreads, you know, it's, it would be the right thing to do, and the government would be right in doing so, even if it would impact businesses. Of course, I think people are much more prepared. I don't think I will be running to my local shop to get toilet paper and pasta. Right? I think I know that I won't starve. I, I, you know, and that panic will be different. Now we know how to deal with kids at home. So I think we actually have learned much more skills from a personal level and from a business perspective. And that adaptability hopefully will stay with us and will stay with most businesses, which is kind of leading me to my next question to you, Michel. From your perspective, what are the most positive outcomes and lessons learned from that, from that tough period? And also, which is, which is the most important, I guess, in part of my question, what are the, the lessons learned or best practices that you've learned over the course of, of the lockdown and COVID-19 that you will keep going, that you will keep pushing because you've you actually been seeing them successful and, and you see them being ongoing, on an ongoing basis, being successful? Yeah, yeah it's really interesting what you've been saying. I, I kind of agree with this, a lot of this. Um, I think for me, community and relationships, I think the importance of that's been like really highlighted and not just business. Like I, I live in a small village 
you're the Scottish border. I've got a lot of elderly people surrounding me. I, I mean, our village came together to to help each other out. Those that were shielding, we delivered food to them. And it, it just feels like people started to care about each other and come together a lot more during COVID. So I, I think that's something that really stood out for me. And I see yeah. that I see that internally at Sage. We've come together a lot more. ISV communities come together a lot more. And yeah, I, I think that's really key. And I guess from a business perspective, when I look at our ISV ecosystem, we have the marketplace platform. And of course, we want to sell and we want to market together. But I think our, our, our really big differentiator for us is, is these relationships we've created and this trust that we've built among each other. And I feel like we have each each other's backs now and we care about each other as people as well. Yeah. So um, I guess that kind of reflects what you were saying as well. It's more people buying from people again, rather than it being very um, like just a digital journey where you don't speak to people. It's, it's people wanting to to build relationships with people. So I guess what, what we're going to keep going, um, we're going to keep going with our, our virtual coffee mornings and happy hours. It, I mean, it's a really simple concept and I'd float at the idea of, of stopping them when the lockdown restrictions ease, but all the ISVs want to keep it going. And we're going to go with that and hopefully one day we can start doing these again in, in real life. I'd really like to to share what we've created with our, our customers and our wider partner base. I think our customers could get to know our ISV ecosystem really well as people and understand why we're working with these curated ISVs. And um, they've all got interesting business stories to help. And I think they can learn a lot from them. Um, I guess we're collaborating a lot more together as well. So if I take us even doing um, FY21 planning around marketing with our ISVs before we would have just done this internally, we probably wouldn't have spoken to the ISVs too much about it, but we completely flipped that around. We use one of our coffee morning sessions to brainstorm with the whole ISV community to to source their ideas and listen to each other and and bounce ideas off each other. And, and the plan that we've pulled together is based on on all that feedback. So yeah, I guess that's another thing that we're definitely going to keep going as much as we can. That's pretty good. Thanks for that, Michelle. Now, and I think, you know, on the, on the personal perspective, we didn't mention that, but yeah, helping, helping each other. And this is, this is, this is good. You know, that solidarity is something that I think we needed a little bit as a, as a, as a little slap across the face. Uh, and, and the fact that it's been kind of um, replicating the business environment could can only be good. You know, it's, a, it's only a good thing. Uh, unfortunately, coming from a bad thing, but, you know, it's a good thing. So let's, let's look at the positive. That, that glass is all full, isn't it? So, so, so we're going to, to the end of our conversation. I, I could have got on for much longer uh, but because I, th- I think the, the, the content of what you guys, uh, what we discussed today was really interesting. Uh, and, and what we do uh, at the end of each of our, of our session or each of our podcast is to ask you guys to just tell our audience what would be the best way to get in touch with you. So, um, Michelle, let's start with you. We've been, you know, ladies first. We, we've done that since the beginning of the podcast. Let, let's keep it going. We, 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 with three gentlemen here. Uh, so, uh, if people want to to pursue the conversation with you, uh, Michelle, and and discuss further or whatever, it could be an existing ISV. It could be someone wanting to become an ISV. It could be another vendor having an ISV program, but maybe being a little bit less mature than yours. What's the best way to get hold of you, Michelle? Um, yeah, probably LinkedIn is probably the easiest. With my confusing surname, there's just one of me. Um, so it's Michelle and then A-U-C-H-I-N-A-C-H-I-E. Yeah, so, so you'll find me. Name, guys. I've, learned that, I've learned that at the beginning of the call today. Uh, very good name. Uh, it's good to be different. I say that because my name is different as well. 
Steve, over to you. What was the best way to to get all of you, Steve? And uh, yeah, to 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 have a, to continue the conversation with you. Uh, probably Tinder. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, again, LinkedIn, I think for me, Ray, uh, Steve, Jemmet, so J-E-M-M-O-T-T, and user surname, so I should be the only uh, the only one, or hopefully top of the search list anyway, but certainly LinkedIn, more than happy for people to connect that way. Wonderful. Thanks, Steve. And, and for you, Michael? To find out more about Castaway, you can go to the website, www.castawayforecasting.com. And also, why not uh, make it three out of three? Over at LinkedIn, uh, Michael Ford. I'm the CEO of Castaway Forecasting. Find me and I'll, uh, I'll be happy to connect. Good. I wonder how many Michael Ford there is on LinkedIn, though. Probably 17. Yeah. 17. 63.2% of statistics are made up on the spot, so I've just done that. <laughs> Good job. Great. Well, many thanks once again for all of you guys. It was great to have you on the show today. Okay, thank, thank you. Really enjoyed this. Thanks, Ray. It's fantastic. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.